Hey, what's up? What's up? All right, we're going to, I'm just going to say this right now. We're just going to jump into it because I can tell this is okay. going to be, it's going to be spicy. <laughs> but you know what? That's what makes it interesting. You know, yeah. people don't want to hear people who agree on everything. What? We can we can disagree and still be friends. Stop the presses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, Donald! Oh, oh God! I could you? <laughs> I could you? <laughs> All right. Ready? No, I. You know what? I'm maybe okay. I'm going to say this right now. Maybe I was so disappointed because. The first two episodes set the bar so high. We'll see. We'll see. Let's. We're going to discuss, and I'm going to make a nickel bet, as my mother and I often do about things, nickel bet. That Better I, than a nickel back. Oh, hey-oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, by the end of our discussion here, I think you're going to come out liking this episode a lot more than when you watched it. Okay. That's my nickel we'll bet. See. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's cue the music and get started here. Okay. Hello and welcome once again to Talk Amongst Ourselves. I'm Nora. And I'm Colleen. And this is Talk Amongst Ourselves and we're going to be discussing episode 3 of season 42 of Saturday Night Live hosted by Emily Blunt with musical guest Bruno Mars. Okay, let's just start with the cold open, which was unfreaking believably awesome. Amazing. It was and so good. They tackled every single thing that came up no, in the debate didn't. and as a result of the debate, I thought. Just threw it all in there. Uh, what did they, they miss? There was one missing? thing they missed. Okay. I wish they would have done something about how it looked like Donald was humping the back of his chair oh, when he held on no. to it. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> they didn't put that in, but in some ways, I'm kind of glad they didn't totally go there, just because... Yeah, uh, I guess. But, I mean, they could have. they could have easily just had a moment when he was with the chair behind him. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine too. But I mean, the shark thing, the, I mean, first of all, the opening with Cecily, the, the new guy who did a great Anderson oh, Cooper. Oh, Alex Yay. Thank, Thank you. you, Alex Moffat. He did great. For doing a great for, Anderson yeah. Cooper. But I love Ask- that they're taking a yeah. shot before shot. I, and Cecily's like, welcome to the second and worst ever presidential, presidential debate. debate. Um, <laughs> and because I think uh, a lot of us, um, maybe, maybe me, did that too before the debate. <laughs> Took a couple shots. Yeah. So <laughs> there were a few reasons. Woo! Lots of shots. But I mean, first of all, the hand they come out with the little thing and the hands like shike like uh, the whole that okay. was great. The circling each other with Orfs O Fortuna playing That was felt, great. Come it was on. good, but it felt like a little long and a little much. I oh, did was, love the hand, the hand psych out. The hand psych out was great. I and, wish I wish she would have done that to him in real life. Yeah, that would have been awesome had she done it. And then I love Cecily introducing the crowd. These are undecided, uncommitted, and definitely not camera ready people. <laughs> well, and I, you know what? That made me think. I wonder if undecided really meant they just weren't. They were undecided whether they were going to vote at all. They could be I because, mean, like, how could some of the people? I'm sorry if you're black, if you're Muslim, if you're a woman. Of any really? color. I love this sketch because it just lays Trump out there bare. And I think that's why he hates it so much. And he's been tweeting. You know, he tweeted about it. And yes. he was so upset about Appar- the sketch. Apparently. He the really real, did this time. The real Den- <laughs> Denel Trump is something of a, a prophet. So yeah. follow the real Denel Trump. Because he, he, may, he may be like predicting 
his tweets a couple weeks ahead of time. I think maybe Donald is just using Denald as his uh, tweet writer. <laughs> Apparently, you can tell if he wrote it or somebody on his team wrote it because he tweets from an Android now. Right. Because, you know, Apple, Apple's terrible. They need, <laughs> they need to bring their jobs back from China. 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 Uh, uh, I but, mean, there uh, were so many good zingers in this. First of all, the Ken Bone segment was brilliant. Uh, we'll get to dance that. party. We'll get to that. Oh, hey, come on. I, my notes are in order. Okay, okay girl, you take okay. it. Okay, take it. Okay, okay. I wish they had done. Okay, when Hillary's casual lean, yeah. I, I almost wish they had done that back in 2012 for Romney. Yes. Watch, watch as I attempt a casual lean. As I portray a human man on stage. <laughs> and then the first question where she goes, are you a teacher? Yeah, kids. <laughs> okay, okay. We're You've bonding. seen a kid. We're bonding. <laughs> okay, I'm going to walk my, over my, to you my... as I practiced. Left, right, left, right. Stop <laughs> and speak. <laughs> Chelsea and my daughter, Chelsea, and my granddaughter, Chelsea Jr. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. And, and then uh, Trump's response, which I think would probably be the best debate strategy for him. No, next. Yeah. <laughs> Are you portraying a good role model for kids? No, next. next. Yeah. Except when he talked about how he helps out children, I marry them. Apparently, he in real life, he did have to promise Ivanka that he would not date somebody younger than her. Ugh. I know, that's gross. Um <sighs> Can you imagine but, having to have that conversation with your dad? Like, okay, you're on the dating market again. They have to be no younger than me. I mean, like, why would you even have to have that conversation? That's disgusting. But I roared at the, I helped a 10-year-old named, back in 1992, I helped a <laughs> young man named Kevin McAllister. I roared. But he's like in a documentary that. called Home Alone, Lost Home Alone, in New York. <laughs> Because Donald Trump's cameo in the plaza is the closest he will ever get to being likable. Like an actual human. Yeah. So I was like, because I remember watching it as a kid and I go, Mom, who's that? Because she, she, she kind of reacted when he came on the screen and I was like, what, Mom? Why is that funny? She goes, oh, he owns the plaza. His name's Donald Trump. I was like, oh, okay. It was so obvious that he was like, Look at me, I'm Donald Trump, I'm relevant, I'm important, I'm in this movie. You know, like, mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, okay, are we on the Ken Bone yet? Because I really want to talk uh, about no, Ken Bone. No, but no, we do need to talk about when he's like, uh, we have four women who are here tonight. And he's holding up three so fingers. <laughs> yes, okay, thank you. For me. Okay, I forgot about that. Four women yeah. here tonight. I don't, th I, I, think, I don't think, I think most people, if they saw it, they didn't remember it. Because I haven't heard people talking about that moment but oh it was so brilliant when she goes what she starts crying. Yeah. Uh, oh how am i gonna uh, remember all my talking uh, points that, and statistics all my, all my facts and figures she sounded almost like Catherine hepburn yeah and um then she goes uh, get real i made a steal hi like hi girls yeah. what's up that, yeah. <laughs> oh kate mckinnon i love i i'm sorry i love you so much kate mckinnon i just I even said to my mother, like, you could be, she could be in every sketch and I would not be bored. Obviously, that'd be impossible for the costume changes and everything. Right. But I would not mind to see Kate in every sketch. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And then the stalking. We knew that oh, was going to come up. 
And I love how there are layered references in here, like in this episode, in terms of like Trump and the campaign, because you yeah. know they did the Jaws theme on purpose because yeah. of what Mike Huckabee said. Yeah. And he was so good and we was creeping across screen. Oh the only God. part I don't agree with was that Hillary like turned around and got distracted because no, that wouldn't happen in real life. No, but I love when he just comes up at the end. Oh! Goes, ah! <laughs> and she's like, ah! <laughs> she totally freaks out. Yes. Uh, okay. Ugh. This was, I just love that they just were like, we need something nice. And here's Ken Bunny's dancing and they have the little glitter frame around his whole, you know, thing. And he just does the little pose at the end. And I thought that was hilarious. And then Cecily's like, you're not going to turn out to be some creeper, right? Are you? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh, we can't have anything nice. And I love that because that's exactly how I reacted when <laughs> It's creepy, right? But the, okay, but how messed up is it that we are harder and more judgmental, uh, harder on and more judgmental of Ken Bone for his, you know, his creepy and problematic Reddit comp- uh, comments? I can't right. talk to. Um, than what Trump said in all his Howard Stern interviews over the years. Because here's the deal: it's e- because we are in a. I'm just going to say a terrible word right now. We are in a star fucker culture where everybody (laughs) wants to know everything that's going on with celebrities, what underwear they're wearing, who they're sleeping with, what food did they eat? What car are they driving? What do they think about the sunset? We're stalking them on Instagram. We're stalking them on every social media possible. So when someone like Donald Trump says something, we have built, we built Donald Trump Mm -hmm. up as a society to this demigod and so now of course he a a demigod to a demagogue yeah exactly he is basically now you know untouchable in many people's eyes and they don't believe half of the stuff that people are saying you know that these women are accusing him of or whatever so then you have a normal guy whoever ken bone mr sweater Mm -hmm. okay oh you're adorable we love you oh you you like naked pictures of Jennifer Lawrence. Let's burn him yeah. at the stake. You know, like, um, it wasn't just him. First of all, Jennifer Lawrence, I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, I blocked anybody who he tried act- to show me that stuff because that's just And disgusting. he apologized. But I, he I was just going to say, full tip of the hat to Ken Bone for owning his mistake and saying, mm-hmm. yes, I did those things and I was an idiot and I'm sorry. He didn't try and say, that wasn't me. I got hacked. Oh, and, you know, people shouldn't take it so harshly. Or, like, and I'm a, no I, was a private, I was a private citizen. Yeah. He, he, didn't, made, he didn't pull that. No, he crap. made no excuses for his unacceptable behavior. He simply said, it was unacceptable, and I apologize. And I, for that. And Trayvon I, Martin, too. He yeah. said, he was, like, looking more into it, like. He goes, I, I was quoting the Justice Department, but right. he goes, I understand that was probably not a very intelligent or sensitive thing to say, yeah. you know. And I say, you know what? He's a human being. And mm-hmm. for that aspect of it, I will say I personally, I mean, I, I was never, I didn't jump on the Ken Bone train of like, he's, you know, the adorable American that we all <laughs> pretend we want to be. But right. I will say that's some class right there and good for you for navigating your newfound celebrityness in a classy way which you can't totally say for other celebrities Donald Trump who are you know constant I mean he's tweeting now about a sketch on SNL I mean uh, yeah I'm sorry you're uh, running of for a president show, of a show <laughs> and he says 
it's it's dead it's it, you it's know garbage. it's past its prime yeah you hosted this show 11 months ago i know and talked and talked about how wonderful uh, it, was, it, it is was the highest your... rated show they ever had in the history no. of saturday night live actually it wasn't donald actually no it wasn't, it wasn't. because i boycotted that episode and i Me know too. many many other people who boycotted that shit and i will never watch your episode donald trump never ever ever and saturday night live let me just say you're you're making up for it here with Alec Baldwin and his brilliant Trump. You got to keep this going because you guys, uh, you know, let the monster in and you gave him, you know, a tiara. But the thing is, like, the people who let the monster in aren't even the ones who have to publicly pay the price for it by being on camera every yeah. week. Those people had nothing to do with the decision of him hosting. No, no, I know the actors on. You know, they don't choose who hosts. That's up to Lauren and the producers. Even the writers, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm talking to Lauren. I'm talking to Lauren right now. Yeah, that's what's such crap about this, Lauren, is that you're, you know, your low-paid, you know, hardest-working people on your staff are the ones that have to pay the public, you know, the bear the public backlash. Yeah. Whereas you get to just hide in your office and eat popcorn. What was said at the Emmys... By Jimmy Kimmel, I have to say I'm not a huge Kimmel fan, but he he killed it at the Emmys. And he, when uh, he, he called he, when he called Mark Burnett out in the oh, in yeah. front of everybody, and was Mark like, Burnett "I blame you for Chuck." And he's laughing. He, Mark Burnett's like, oh, "Please don't well, stab me." <laughs> yeah, he, but he he looked like he's like he yeah. yeah I guess I'm what we should blame again. Mark Burnett for Trump because he's the one that put Trump in the seat and turned the cameras on. And right. greenlit that show for all those years. The Trump issue for me, I think, is being handled brilliantly right now by SNL by just literally doing Trump. They're not even doing a parody. They're right. just doing Trump. And I think that that in itself is bringing humor to a very dark period in our country right now, which everyone is experiencing. And, and I think that that's why Ken Bone became Ken Bone. He's a, yes. a, for, uh, he was a living, breathing meme, and he was like yeah. some joy and and positivity in this. Hats off to him anyway for staying. You know, he didn't delete all his social media and crawl into a hole and run away. And, so. and hats off to uh, Bobby Moynihan, who oh, was that? So that was good. like his only. No, no I guess he, was he was in the other. He sketch. was in the. Uh, we, we'll, talk, we'll talk. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. But anyways, and then say something nice about and the way Kyle Mooney phrased the question about like every yeah like <laughs> listing every horrible thing that Donald Trump had said about her throughout this entire debate, and then yeah. goes like, name something you like about each other because that's how I felt. I was like, this woman has to say something nice about him. Yeah. But I love I lo Kate's response was honestly the, oh the best God. response in the that world. Was a mic drop. I love how generous he is. Just last Friday, he handed me the election, and then she's shimmying. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you know you know Hillary was like, damn it, I wish I would have said that. Right, that would have been like boom, mic drop. She'd just walk off the stage. I mean, you and know. You know, well, you know what? In a way, uh, Kate McKinnon acts as sort of like the equivalent of an Obama anger translator. Yeah, Hill like Kate says what Hillary probably wishes she could say. I think so. I think this is the inner monologue in Hillary's mm -hmm. head is the embodiment that Kate is putting mm -hmm. out there. Even even, uh, even her personality flaws. I mean, she probably is running that through her head. Okay, how do I seem? How, okay, how do I seem relaxed and likable? <laughs> okay, okay, I can do this. Yeah, I just I thought the the cold open was so good. 
Oh, and vote November 35th. Yeah, November 35th. Yes. Please. That was... Uh. Don't forget, Trump actually told his followers I'm... to r- vote on the 28th of November. And I hope they uh, take his advice. I hope they show yeah. up at the polls on the 28th. Um, okay, so the next, uh, obviously, uh, Emily's monologue. I thought this was brilliant. I thought it was really good. I'm even more excited to see her now as Mary Poppins than I was. Oh, I, I, you're making a face. Yeah. You're making the face. What's what's the face for? It's, for some reason, it felt like, okay, here's my general impression. I feel like they had something else in mind and had to scrap it at the last minute. This oh. felt very rushed. And, like, I mean, I watched, I've watched it twice. Um, and there were moments that felt very, like, it, it felt like so, like, this weird, like, low energy and yet rushed. And there were parts of it that were super unrehearsed. Like, if you look at them on stage at the end, it just, I mean, it looks like they threw it together, like, maybe they, Maybe they did, but I liked it. I was just honestly concerned for I, Cecily I mean, and that puppy she had, because I looked at that puppy and I said to my mom, that puppy's about to pee all over Cecily. Like, she <laughs> needs to get rid of that dog right. quick. Before, right. I, mean, uh, I love the whole uh, thing. I love the puppies I, and the I'm never going to the... be mad at a puppy. No, who can be mad? That's the whole point. I mean, who can be mad but at a puppy? I love and Emily's so cute. Huh? They were, they were realistic. I love that realistic, because everybody's like, <gasps> like, I always think about this when, like, a boyfriend gets his girlfriend a puppy or something like that like that's a lot of money and responsibility (laughs) and time and effort okay it's cute but then like they actually gotta train that i love keenan's like this puppy is not housebroken and he just ate (laughs) yeah or like (laughs) hasn't had any of his shots and hates people yeah (laughs) and also i never noticed uh pete davidson's terrible tattoos oh he's got some he's got some bad as a as a tattooed person i would yeah, say you have that, sleeves um he and they... has a couple that are nice but you can tell that like his first few tattoos he just walked into a rando shop at like yeah. midnight was like dude what's that i want that and the guy well, just gave him like a cheap tattoo because he wanted like something that costs under 100 bucks and i'm gonna say this about tattoos for everybody who doesn't have tattoos you get what me. you pay for so if you want a cheap tattoo, it's going to look terrible. If you want nice tattoos like I have, you got to pay money. And also, it's not just about how much you pay. You really have to search for an artist. And you have to look through their portfolio, scan through their Instagram, and see how what it's they like can plastic. really do. Because if they can't it, draw, they're not, don't put let them put something on you permanently. It's like plastic surgery. Yes. Do your shop research. around. Not that I would. Yeah. Not that I would know. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at this. <laughs> this is definitely au natural. Girl, you got it going on in all the right places. Don't you worry about it. Um. Oh, I think. Yeah, but yeah, Pete's tattoos are not. Dear Pete, sweetie, you're young. I get it. F- find it. Place- you're famous now. Find a good artist. People will want to tattoo you. Trust me. The the placement is awkward too. They're like half. Like, it's because he started a sleeve in a weird spot. And yes, I did that. I did. I made you. that mistake and got my forearm done first and then the upper half. And upper, really, if you're yeah. going to start a sleeve, you should start at the top or really have a concept for the whole thing. That's and then, what yeah, the and then go together. About it. Yeah. And some people do piecemeal. I mean, you know, um, what's Not his face from Maroon 5? You know, yeah. uh, he, did, he started out with just random tattoos and then he had a really skilled artist put it all together and his sleeves are gorgeous. So to the point that you don't even notice them. Like yeah. you notice them at first, but then they don't, they're not like garish. Or no. Stand- like he's Pete, had, Pete, 
Pete's were distracting and not. Well, they're not as bad as Ed Sheeran's. I'm just going to say that. His tattoos are terrible. Anyway, we're getting off on tattoos. Okay. I I was afraid. That's why I took such detailed notes. (laughs) Because I was afraid we were going to go off on tangents because I'm like, I don't want to. We are going to go off on tangents because there's some. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I'm a fan of this episode. I laughed at every sketch. We're going to discuss. The next sketch is the escort sketch. That's what I'm going to call it (laughs) because it didn't have a title or anything. Um, I'm going to say this. I liked this sketch. I didn't love this sketch. I thought at the very end, it finally picked up and became like over the top enough to be funny. But the beginning part with like Emily listing out all her allergies and weird things, I thought was funny, but it wasn't like enough until, you know, like she's falling on the bed and then Leslie holding up the Stewie suit. (laughs) I just love that the only role play she can do is Stewie from Family Guy and she doesn't even do the voice well. Like it's so terrible. I just thought that that made me laugh so hard. You know, oh, and Leslie the, letting him know that he's Stewie gonna need cosplay. a safe word. The Stewie cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, oh you're right. You're okay, I might See? be looking back on this. I mean come on, okay, just I watched it live in your mind Leslie I'm with the Stewie outfit on, like getting sexy with oh, this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's almost funny you're on a hanger. Because it, it just I mean, it looks so sad on a looks, hanger. It looks, like, so wrong. I mean, everything about this was wrong. <laughs> Emily's telling, you know, we, uh, some detergents give me a terrible raised rash, and so we're going to just make love on the, on the bare yeah. mattress. Like, first of all, don't ever, people going to a hotel, don't ever sit on a bare mattress, okay? Because oh, you're taking okay, your life in your own like, hands. <laughs> like clench my legs it's so disgusting (laughs) but i love i love that she you know she's like well i can role play too but it's um patty pendergast it's a you know it's an original (laughs) original character you know character (laughs) Ah, so funny i mean and and Uh, then emily losing her shit and she's like oh no muffed it up again like I just, I couldn't help but laugh. You know. I, and, you Oopsie know, and I, I will say I love, I know I would love to see them do something um, in a movie. I would love to see these two in a movie together because oh uh, Leslie Jones and Emily Blunt, their chemistry is very genuine. There's, great. there's a connection there. I really think that has potential. Yeah. And um, honestly, I, I kind of wish I, I saw her starting to break and I kind of wish they, that she had broken a little bit more. Yeah. I think it would have been better. Because if you got to break, you got to break. Yeah. I think she, I, my theory is about this episode and why I felt like I had a weird energy. I think Emily Blunt didn't think she was going to be as nervous as she was. Mm. And I think it really rattled her. Instead of just leaning into it, it rattled her. So Yeah, I agree. I think, but I, I felt her energy. I felt like she was having a good time and she was trying really hard. And I, overall, I'm going to give her like an A for uh her performance oh, yeah. I mean, she was game whole, she, she was, was great she, she was great i get- mean i love that she well we're gonna get to the other sketches but i love that we run the gamut of british people we did not see a girlfriend sketch snl writers hello please listen to our podcast we are giving you gold here we didn't see that 80 was in more where was sashir was Shashir on vacation? Uh, yeah, she no, she was she was in the um we'll get the Melania aid. Oh yeah, okay. I take it back. Thank she you. was I great. She was that. fantastic, but that was the only thing she was in. Okay, so the next right. thing is Melania aid. 
and my mom and I were having a whole debate on how to pronounce it. And I was like, no, no, mom, it's a, it's, this is a parody of Beyonce's Lemonade. Beyonce's so Lemonade. And I had to explain that too. And I was, I was like dancing along <laughs> to I it. it. I was, like, I was like, I need to see Lemonade again. I yeah. want to watch Lemonade again. Have you seen Lemonade? I assume you have. I've seen Lemonade. My mom's oh like, my well, God, I've seen bits so of it. Good. I get it. I get the, I get the reference. But I thought this was so good. This was so, so good. good. And Vanessa, thank you for your Tiffany Trump. Thank you. Yes. Yes, because and okay, uh, okay, we, we need saw to start. more Vanessa uh, in this episode, so I was happy about that. I, I I thought of you when I was watching that, and I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe they are listening. How long did this take? I'm the production oh, value. Man. They must the have started choreo- shooting this on like Sunday night. The when choreography they- so good. Is, oh my gosh! Uh, like they must have started writing this like during the debate. I think this has been in the works since Emily was announced as a host. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. The head writers. God, why can't I remember Sarah that? Schneider and Chris Kelly, the Chris head Kelly. writers. Yes. Yes. They are the ones who are responsible, especially for the female-driven content. And um, they were the minds behind this. So apparently, I so bet good. you they they so started good. working on this during the summer. I bet. And I they love just, it. I they, love what they they they're doing right in, now. They're and the down. Tiffany Trump, because I was like, yes. Thank you. Because I feel, I feel like she's been, uh, she's. She's been so wrong, but in the same time, she's so lucky because she's the one that's going to have the best chance at actually living a normal life after this campaign. One can hope. One can hope for she's her. Going, she, she's studying for law school right now, so. Yeah. I mean, hey, and I think somebody was listening because didn't I say she should just go buy Tiffany Maples? <laughs> yes. <sorry>. I <laughs> cheered. I actually cheered when they oh. said Tiffany. Tiff Maples. Yeah. Uh, and Shashira's Omarosa was so good. Perfect. So good. So good. And then, you know, I love this. You know, I love whenever this happens. Uh, the Mike Pence putting, oh, throwing Mike Pence at the that end. That was so great. You only want me when I'm not there. <laughs> I thought his, I thought his accent was much accent better. Was much time, better. In, in the Melania aid thing. Yes. So, People are listening. I, I appreciate it. Okay, the next sketch was the film festival sketch, which cracked me up because I go to so many screenings and other things where there's a Q&A. Okay. And yeah, I, I so look ex- forward to the Q&A. And so I love when it, like, first of all, the, the movie is, like, less than a minute long. I, I don't even know, 42 seconds, something like that. And then, okay, we're going to welcome up the cast and crew. Come on up. And it's everyone in the audience except for That's- Vanessa. Who's <laughs> just there. This is going to be the only person and, who's going to answer questions. And I will say that what's interesting is like entertainment journalists probably had the most positive reaction to this because right. they have seen that and they were, and watching this, I was like, this seems like I, I, I've never been to actually, I'm sorry. I've been in one Q and a, but that was actually, it was the SNL documentary Q and a. Yeah. The uh, former head of the costume department who helped uh, produce it actually came here um to uh flicks brew house and uh they screened the documentary live from new york and then he had a q a afterwards oh wow but, yeah but that was just you know one person um but i watched it and i was like i guarantee you this is exactly oh, how let me go. just say i go to a ton of these screenings and mostly they happen in la so i mm-hmm. drive into la to go to these screenings and you have a q a with usually they try and get like the stars of the movie like when i saw room there was a q a with oh. Ree larson after and I, we could have a whole podcast about my reaction to Room. I am Brie Larson is my everything. She is such an amazing actress. Wait, I love her. I love like she's guys, so good. Follow follow her on Instagram Please. just to see how like she's she she seems like 
as awesome of a person as she is an actress. She is. And let me just say this. I couldn't be more pumped that she's playing Captain Marvel. In, oh, absolutely. If they had gotten, like, if they had done this movie 10 years ago and casted Katie Sackoff, I would have been just as happy. But now that it's Brie Larson, I am like, oh, I love well, Captain Marvel. So I, I don't want to go off on a Brie well, Larson just, tangent. Also, because... like, and she, like, worked her way into my heart when she was in the first episode of the, the first sketch of the first episode of Coral Show. Oh, that is super nerdtastically deep. deep. Yeah, deep, deep, deep. <laughs> that is way deep. Um, but uh, this this sketch is accurate because at one um, Q and A screening I was at, the director of the film was in the uh, you know doing the Q and A, and basically was like thanking like a hundred people in the audience who were standing up and waving, and people were clapping for them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like. 60% of the audience were people who were somehow involved with the film. And, like, and that, that actually explains why there are so many standing ovations for shitty movies at film yeah. festivals. Every year, my mom and I go to the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And we buy like a little packet that gets us into every panel. So we go to the writer's panel, the director's panel, the producer's mm-hmm. panel, and the women's panel. And those are fantastic. And those are those are a mix. Those are filled with industry people and then like film crazy buffs like me and my mom who are just there to be like, oh, my God, I'm in the same room as these people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My mouth is dry. Yeah. Like that's basically how I feel. I'm it is so and Santa Barbara, I have to say, everyone's like, oh, it's Santa Barbara. It's so, but they got two years in a row now. They've had every single Oscar nominated director, oh, no, writer, and producer. Oh, no, that's a big deal. That's, oh. That film festival is a big deal. And I love that it's 40 minutes from my house. So it's like yeah. super convenient for me. Lucky, lucky. <laughs> I still have six months. Six months. Six months. You can do it. You can do it, girl. You can do it. But I thought this was accurate. I thought Vanessa was fantastic. Then passing the microphone back and forth, and uh, well, and I love how she got like annoyed after a while that she kept having to get up, and then she just dragged the, the mic over, and everybody's that's exactly, inspiration is Charlie that's Kaufman. What I done. Yeah, I saw Charlie Kaufman. He actually came to oh, speak really? last year. Yeah, at the writers panel, he was speaking about his film uh, Anom- Anomalisa, which, by the way, I think I'm the one person in the whole world that loathed that movie. I loathed it. Oh, I heard it was kind of like at least at oh. that. Oh my god, people couldn't stop like, talking about how they loved it. Oh, I actually got see, in an argument a with a guy in front of me about how terrible it was. So I'm see, not the, a huge the, Charlie guys. Kaufman this is where the talk and talk amongst ourselves come in during these episodes. <laughs> this okay. is, I know we've, we're gonna we've, we've, editing. We've been great. Yeah, yeah, we've been great about like keeping it right and tight with the SNL recaps, but sometimes we'll meander, whatever. We'll talk, whatever. Oh okay, I'll give you a top. If you get bored, I'll give you a topic. Men's <laughs> rights activists on neither. Activists, no right, no men. Discuss. <laughs> oh, we're going to get some hate love for that. Um, okay. The next thing rights <laughs> activists are going to be the type that listen to the show anyway. <laughs> no. I have to say, this Chonk commercial. Oh, my god! I was laughing I so hard because I loved it so much. Because, first of all, right now, kids and uh, everyone listening out there, I just tweeted yesterday that I was so stoked that for the first time in a decade, I was under 200 pounds. I'm 5'5". I'm, you know, I'm a curvy girl, as they say. And so it's hard for me to go shopping really anywhere. Like, I've been shopping at Torrid for the last couple years because it's, like, one of the few places where, A, I could find a bra that actually fit, and, B, 
that had a shirt that was cut for a woman who actually has breasts of any shape right. or size. Which because, is a which is a, a recent yeah that's a problem, recent phenomenon problem of mine in my the last decade. So, um, but and, I think this I'm was tall, so okay. Yeah, tall with the high waist and mm-hmm. broad shoulders. So it's Same. like okay, I can get a shirt that fits in the shoulders, but then makes me look about like twenty five pounds heavier than I right? am because it doesn't fit the waist. Yeah. So, which is like, whatever, tall girl problems. I know. I I mean, that's the problem I have. When I get a shirt that fits my boobs, it's like a tent everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So, because when you have ginormous boobs, that's what happens. Nothing is tailored to fit you. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you know what? I'm happy that stores like Torrid exist, but I think Chonk. 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 It was like the embodiment of everything you hate as a woman who doesn't have a fit model size body going shopping. And I love that. And that we have, we should be grateful. Yeah. And lucky. And I love how the men are shopping. And we also have a men's department called normal clothes. Yeah. But, and I love, I love how the chonk was in the Coles font. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Chonk. Chonk. And and, and and 80 stepping in and going, nope, nope, nope. I don't want this for my daughter. And again, it's one of those things that's hilarious. But if you rewatch it, you're like, they are making a damn good point. It's like, it's poignant. This was a stab at everyone, at the fashion industry, at the clothing industry, at stores, the way they're marketing to women, period. This uh, ripped everyone a new a-hole and I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So and good. again, I believe that is also uh, Chris Kelly um, and He's bringing Sarah it, Schneider. Man. He's they are bringing it. They, these two. And, yeah, Chris and Sarah, you're killing it. Then Bruno comes out to perform uh, his first song. This is his twenty four karat twenty four karat gold, and I loved it. Let me say, I just now this is the interesting factoid here. Yesterday, I heard this song on the radio in the car with my mother for the first time. And uh, yes, I spend a tremendous amount of time with my mom. We'll, we can have a whole podcast about that. But anyway, um, we were in the car and I said, oh, mom, mom, this is Bruno's new song because she is gigantic Bruno Mars fan. She loves everything about it. And we're listening to the song too, yeah. and she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. And then I said, well, let's see what happens when he performs it live. So, of course, uh-huh. when you see him and he comes out and he's dancing with his cousins and they're doing and their whole interactive. like, oh, man, then it was like that song was fire. That song was sorry, fire live. Like, uh, Beyonce, with Beyonce being the exception, this was better than, like, anything that was at the VMAs. Oh, 100%. This I mean, I've never seen an artist do, like, a musical guest do anything like what he did in terms mm. of, like, like having a crowd, making use of the entire studio. Right. And, um, and again, uh, this goes back to when the last time he was on uh, SNL was... He did double uh, duty as the musical guest and... No, 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 no. That oh, was no. not the last time he was oh. on. He was on, I think it was two almost exactly two years ago. And he was uh, with Mark Ronson as a oh, musical right, right, guest. right, right, right. And um, about two days... It was Cameron Diaz hosted. About two days before they performed... Uptown Funk had just entered the charts at number 65. Right, right. So it wasn't, it was out there, but it was not a big deal. Like people were just kind of aware of it, but it wasn't like, it it was not an explosive hit. 
Then he performed it on SNL. And I remember watching it, and especially, and the moment he he started going, girl, hit you, hallelujah, yeah. I was like, this is going to be huge. I'm right. watching something, I'm watching something special right now because this is what's going to take it out there. Yeah. No, and, agreed, agreed. And then the and video, then, the music video for Uptown Funk is so It came so out like good. right at, well, yeah. it came out like right at, and so it's almost like he's figured out how to use um, although in this case, 24 Karat came out, Gold uh, came out, the video came out before he was on SNL, but it's almost gotten to the point where he's learned how to use SNL as like part of his marketing. I mean, I don't know of an artist maybe other than, uh, well, no, not even Frank Ocean because he was already kind of a big deal by then, but like who has used SNL as such an effective marketing tool for yeah. his new music. I don't, I, I can't say that I've, ever seen anyone else launch a brand new song that I'm telling you right now, 24 karat gold is going to be every like a bullet um, that has done that as successfully as Bruno. So, well, I don't know. How, yeah. Yeah. Even Kanye, I don't know yeah. anybody who knows how to use that stage. Oh no. As he's, well as, cause that's not that an easy, stage. that's not an easy stage to no, it's own tiny. at all. And he makes you and feel again, like we, you are at a, a, a stadium with 50,000 people. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know what? And I wish he, I, I'm sorry, Lady Gaga. I know you'll probably kill it, whatever. She's going I to wish, kill it. Well, I wish they would give him, he could do a whole show by himself and have guests on with him. He could headline a Super Bowl. What did I say time. last week? What did I say? Someone please get Bruno Mars a crossover deal and get him acting because he could do it. He could have, he could, ho you're right. I mean, he could host his own variety show. And do a whole thing. I think that would be fantastic. I would watch. I'm ready but to I mean, tune in. Before Coldplay was actually announced as the headliner for Super Bowl last year. Oh, right. Um, they, Bruno Mars' name was floated out there as a potential headliner. Mm -hmm. And people go, does he really have the catalog for that? Yes, he's got the catalog. And more importantly, um, he, he has the stage presence. When he was the headliner like three years ago, whenever he did that, the most powerful moment ever at a Super Bowl halftime happened when it was just a spotlight on him. Nothing else was going on, and he's just singing basically a cappella with, you know, the music mm -hmm. came in later. That was one of the most powerful things I ever saw at a sporting event um, halftime show. He mm -hmm. blew everyone out of the water, and when Coldplay got announced, let's be real, everyone was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to not be watching that halftime show. And then they bring in Bruno and Beyonce, and everybody was like, oh, well, Well, and let's be, you know. let's be honest, and this speaks a lot to Coldplay's mentality and their ego. That was Beyonce's halftime show. Uh, yes. Yeah. That was uh, that featuring Coldplay, but it and, shows, and, like, and the lack of ego, the, the <laughs> lack of ego and collaborative spirit that Coldplay. I will okay? give it up to them I'm for gonna, that. I, I, we'll get much more, I'll get much more hate for admitting to liking Coldplay than I will for the men's <laughs> rights advocate thing. <laughs> I guarantee you, I'm going to get shit from everybody saying, it's hey, okay. like hey, uh, when I saw, yeah, guys, I saw the president speak uh, this week. Don't know if you know that. Um, he came out to Coldplay, actually. There you go. Well, he's a Coldplay but, fan, yeah. as we know. He's know. a Coldplay fan. Okay, so I, I know. <laughs> All right, so then next was weekend update, and this weekend update for me was like, like this. It just went like up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. Like they had like a like really good joke and then like shit joke and then a really good joke and then like what it, that was that even a joke? But I still enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, the whole let's come out right with the Ken Bone issue and, you know, do that. I thought that was good. And, you know, um, (laughs) I thought Colin Joseph, when he was like, Trump's been, we would believe Trump more if he hadn't been groping the air the entire time he was talking. And it's true. He does. Oh, he my does. God. He's assaulting. He's sexually assaulting. I mean, that's a trigger. That's probably a trigger. Just watching that for I know. some people. And let me say uh, this. I mean, they had some good zingers in there. Like when uh, Jost is like, who would have thought that Internet mastermind Julian Assange would be less damaging than Access Hollywood's Billy Bush? I, I know. Mean, that, that was I mean, they had some good things in there and then it just oh. it fell flat. Um. But, but I have to, but I have uh, to but say, Laura Parsons. You know, well, before that, when Olya comes out, this is one of my favorite characters. Kate McKinnon does her Olya. You know, I, oh, I pray yeah. every day. Please, please, nuclear bomb, come, come to me. Please send me back to hell. You know, like I love <laughs> her whole thing about how terrible Russia is. And it's, like, yeah. it's just and then so... that, and because it, it's true, it, it, Russia keeps getting worse. So that character, oh man. It's... Like, that that character is gonna go on old. forever. Hello, uh, Colin Jost. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, uh, and also we got to talk about Laura Parsons, okay, who is I, a character. Thank oh, you, Vanessa. Thank you for and doing also, the Disney and character. <laughs> well, and thank you for being controversial and making doing something. This is their revenge for the producers and executives forcing them into the Trump situation and this is, and this, it's making I, comments yeah. like this. This is my favorite um, thing that SNL has done for 42 seasons is they mm-hmm. fucking call SN, uh, they call NBC out on the carpet on their crap constantly. They mm-hmm. do not hold back. They let everybody know that NBC does this and NBC, they don't, they're not like everybody who works on ABC. Who's like, I love Disney and Disney is my friend and I dream in animated characters, mm-hmm. you know, like, and now I'm at live at Disney World showing <laughs> you how great it is to eat funnel cake. You know? <laughs> they're holding they're holding their microphones with Mickey Mouse hands. I know, right? It's like, no. I love that SNL is unapologetically calling NBC on the carpet on all this stuff. And Laura Parsons, Vanessa Bear, thank you. This was Well, yeah, when so Michael Chase perfect. said, you can't keep saying inappropriate things. Billy Bush said bad things, and my mom said he might get $10 million from this <laughs> network. <Yeah. laughs> when she's talking about Ken Bone, he said he liked her butthole. <laughs> <laughs> but he just, I mean, because when I look at her when she's doing these kid characters, I am picturing like an 11 year old kid. Yeah. Who's, but it's so it's she's so over the top theater Disney kid. Like, hey, Michael J., how are you doing? You know, like but oh, I man. as somebody who grew up like going to like theater workshops and stuff like that. There were, oh, God, oh, those kids you met existed. Those kids. And this is, like, therapeutic to, like, be able to <laughs> openly laugh and be like, oh, you're annoying, but you're hilarious. Right? <laughs> she brought it so hard in this thing. I would have, I would have honestly, they could have scrapped everything else that they said and just had Olya and, and you know, uh, Laura Parsons come out. And I would have been perfectly happy with the weekend update because mm-hmm. those were the highlights for sure. Right. And then, like, the two funny jokes. And then the next skit was the Burger King skit, which I'm just oh, going to say boy. this. I enjoyed it. I did laugh. It went on way I did too. too long. I did but too. I did. I love the power windows that they had somehow. So oh. hats off to the set department for that. 
Um, and and how they like sometimes they kind of malfunctioned, and that was yeah. actually pretty funny. <laughs> but but, like, I, but I'll, staring also, at Pete's terrible tattoos this whole time, I was not happy about yes, that. We yes, had put a long sleeve shirt on him. I don't want to look at that crap. <laughs> that was like the worst part of the sketch. But I mean, I I have to give it up for several people in this sketch. Uh, first of all, Keenan, thank you for the little. I love I love the wig they had him in. It was like a it was like a Don King wig with like a tin tin in the front somehow and i don't know how they accomplished that with the wig but that was great i love it was like yeah it was like kid and play meets storm from (laughs) x-men or rogue from x-men i love his little like crystal ball cane topper that he has and then beck bennett i'm sorry with that uh beck bennett's really he i mean he's really i think he's he's going to take the tear and kill him throne oh he is uh, on on track for sure because he was so good. And then, of course, they threw Bruno in, like, just like, I mean, like he was a side dish. I was just happy to see him. But I have to say that, once again, Keenan had the best line in the sketch when he says, now, what is this angry burger? And Pete says, you know, it's a, it's like a Whopper, but it's spicy and it's got onion rings in it. He's like, it has onion rings in it? It's an entree that ate its own side dish? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and by the way, but uh, you guys might be wondering why they had so many, like, specific details about the menu. Um, When uh, Saturday Night Live struck a deal to have less ad breaks this year, they were going to, the way they were compensating for the ad revenue was having, quote-unquote, sponsored sketches. Right. The two this year, this episode were Burger King and the Honda uh, and Chonk. robot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please go shop at Chonk. Chonk. <laughs> yeah, and the Honda and the so Honda that, sketch, which we're going to get to. Yeah. The, the, the 2016 presidential debate in Las Vegas, Nevada is sponsored by Chonk. Chonk. <laughs> but I thought this sketch was funny. Um, we really saw very little of Melissa in this episode. Like very little. It was, yeah, I mean, and she was okay. Well, I mean, compared it, to compared to um, Alex Moffat and Mikey Day, but I think, especially with Mikey, part of the reason he is so visible is because he's been a writer right. up until this point. Right, he knows how. So he writes himself into sketches, and I I'm not mad at it because it works. No, and, because he and Alex together. I mean, I'm just flashing back real quick to the escort sketch. They were so good. I mean, they were playing it so straight in that sketch. I'm just proud and they're of them not for like, that. but they're not like bros. No, they're That's not bro like douches. And yeah, thank you like, for not like being that, that one. That what was it? Three years ago, when they actually made a joke about having so many white hipster right. bro types that you couldn't tell them apart. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Making a joke about it doesn't mean we're suddenly okay with it. Yeah. So I appreciate Mikey and Matt. They're doing a great, great Alex. job. Alex, Alex, sorry. Sorry, Alex. That's terrible. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, so, just like, okay. So what are you? Oh, so what are you NBC now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm because editing out you know, my errors. NBC wanted to edit Alex Moffat. I don't know why I wanted to call him Matt. Maybe it's the last name. I don't know. Whatever. I have Matt Chat. Matt Chat. But that was Mikey anyway. Um, I, well, but he actually mistakenly identified as Alex at first. Oh, there you go. See? They're not all, I, not I, all white guys I, I are the same that, person. I was that nerd on the blog, on like a blog saying, well, actually, um, you need to correct your article because <laughs> it's Mikey Day, not Alex Moffat. <laughs> I have a life, guys. Uh, I love you. 
Okay, so the sink short, digital uh, short. I thought, I I, thought this it, was brilliant because I fucking hate those sinks. They I are do too. so pretentious and lame, and I love the fact that they called out people in general <laughs> who put these stupid, it's, it's a sink. As my mother said, she goes, it's a sink. It's in the name. It's supposed to be inside the cabinet. It's not supposed to be standing out there on top of the thing. Like, what's the point of it? I love the whole monologue Emily was doing about her life as the sink and like who created her and why and what are people thinking about it. This was so brilliant. I mean, if you watch any, and I don't know one person in the whole world who doesn't watch at least one, you know, uh, home improvement kind of show. If you watch any of these things, you don't watch anything. You don't watch no. Million Dollar Listings. I was, I, no, I was You don't forced, watch. Uh, no, I watched, I watched the parody of Million Dollar Listing. Okay, <laughs> I was forced by my friends in the dorm in college to watch Trading Spaces every goddamn day. Okay, so you've seen I one, though. Oh, yeah. not and, but, seen no, it. I, Yes. Okay, I hate but you don't watch HGTV at all? No, no. What? No. What? This is this is a moment here, people. I'm I'm reevaluating a lot of stuff. This is this is I, terrible. You, you may only see one of us on the couch next week. <laughs> no, I would never not be someone's friend because they don't watch HGTV. HG, I mean, come on, I don't, you know. Hey, then you are unlike a lot of people like, here. Oh, you don't watch HGTV. It's over. I know. I'm gonna get a lot of angry like <laughs> Facebook messages. Like what? Please. Okay. I'm just going to say this to you. There's one show you should watch that will change your mind about HGTV. Watch. Oh, re- you know what? You know what? Watch I take it. I, I take that back. Oh, I watch um, Flipping Out. Okay. That's a good and show with Jeff. And, and interior therapy was awesome. See? No, my, my mom is like, she wants to like move to out to uh, Los Angeles and be like uh, Jeff's nanny for their new baby. <laughs> I don't She's know like, if you, I, I don't do know if your, your I mom's a patient it. person, but I don't think she could Oh, Jeff. you had no idea. She could you not. No idea. She would yes, murder Jeff in the would. middle of the night. Nope, nope. You have no idea. You have no idea. Like, then your mom's, okay, my, your mom's more patient than Mother Teresa then. I was going to say that. So that's a lot of patience to put up with. My her. mom makes Mother Teresa look like an asshole when it comes to patience. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we went, kids. We're calling Mother Teresa an asshole. So, uh, hey, I said no, no, no. Okay, you and your liberal media twisting my words. Yes, I, I said am. makes. I know. I know. God, I, feel, I just, now just... I know what Mike Pence feels like. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay, all right. The next, the next sketch. Uh, it's a convention. It's NextCon, and the highlighting the Honda robotics. I thought this was brilliant. And yeah, I um, love the little robot voices and they're little like they're like ha- I mean, I don't even know. Did they get these from the Halloween store? These costumes <laughs> that they were because it was so bad. It was good. No, they got like the discarded like people who were arrested at Comic-Con and yeah. like like had to like turn their costumes over to the lost and found. I don't know. That was pretty much um, it. And I love I'm sorry, Emily and Kate when she's like uh, a half an inch from Kate's face and just would you like a cheesy tortilla no 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 no. okay uh because actually a friend of mine like while this was airing started like texting me uh we started texting the lines back and forth would you like a mac and cheese ball (laughs) would you would you like a mini quesadilla and ooey gooey quesadilla ooey gooey quesadilla (laughs) 
Okay, God, Emily Blunt. She needs to be back on as I, I, I okay, even though this episode wasn't the greatest for me, I do want her to come back. Um, I thought she was hilarious. I thought well, she did a good job. And I mean, because Kate or sorry, Emily Blunt has done something that I don't know that anybody has able been able to do so far. She made Kate McKinnon start to break. Yeah. She and that, and you know what? And again, I think that's a like Emily had finally started to like lean into her nerves and just yeah. by like, the end of the show, she it. was just like fully in exactly. It. Yeah. And it's and not like she wasn't there and didn't bring it, but she was like leaning into her nerves. Then you could see how they rattled her at first. And then she was leaning into her nerves. And by the end, it was just like, no, can we meet up tomorrow for some more sketches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, she um, was like, she was jonesing for it by the end of the show. Yeah. And you can tell yeah, well, at the end no, she was really a, happy. Okay. I, 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 once we get to the uh, good nights, there is right. there is something I do want to talk about okay. there that I noticed. That was... We're almost there. We're almost there, kids. So the next thing, of course, was the Melania moments. This <sighs> this just made me sad. I mean, this, I know. This like it's, was it's, like, womp, womp. I mean, this is like, this is like um, remember back in the 70s when um, SNL used to do like shorts that were kind of like touching and tragic yeah um like that gilda radner one like why are you following me yeah go go um this is and, really i mean i'm sorry but i'm feeling for melania and, right and, now and the bruno mars mouse sketch yes was, that oh was terribly God, depressing that was, that was oh it was so brilliant though. yeah it was sad forth. i feel for melania as a human um you know i can't say i would make the same choices that she made in life but, um, you know, I'm not on the Melania hate train. Okay, so Bruno comes out for the second time. <laughs> kills it again. I can't wait for this song. I am excited well, for this song. I can't song. remember what it's called. Can I just say, I, can, I don't know what it's called, but it's something about chunky girls with the big hoop earrings. Oh, the chunky girl. Yeah. Chunky girls. And I was, and I, I did flashback to Chonk during the song. Like, <laughs> they, like they should have tied these things together. Chonky girls. Chonky girls. They should have had... <laughs> They should have had uh, the female cast members come out in their wardrobes right? from that sketch. That and would have been around. brilliant. That would have been. I know. Brilliant. I know. See, I See? mean, I'm not saying like we could have made the show better, but I mean, if you're hiring, Chonk. At, at least for your social media coordination. Okay. Now the last sketch. Oh, sorry. Second to last sketch, the PBS British Bake Off sketch was totally flat for me until uh, Emily and Cecily <laughs> do it like. <laughs> their best like to see more of these characters i would i would i would love to see these two characters come on weekend update and do like a social commentary about whatever's happening brexit. currently brexit. about brexit about the american um, oh, election about said, everything i love how they said that they were from a town that voted unanimously, uh, unanimously for brexit yes. that was brilliant <laughs> that that was very uh, oh, that's okay. We saw Bobby Moynihan in that. Also, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Little Britain. Little yeah. Britain. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally. And I, uh, but uh, oh, uh, Melissa got some FaceTime screen she time. Got a bit, she got a little bit of screen time, but she was boring. I mean, she's supposed to be a well, boring person it, anyway. But uh, but yeah. I think it's just she's versatile. She's not just like, oh, some, no. hey, hey, I'm doing, or, um, I'm doing impressions, or hey, I'm gonna have a weird voice. Um, yeah, because I'm confused now. I would like have to talk to Melissa in real life to 
know what what her her actual voice voice sounds like like is that her voice when she's like kermit the frogging talking is like okay maybe that's her voice like i don't know but um this was funny i mean emily just went full throttle in this and i think she had the most fun in the sketch she she was trying not to laugh oh god cecily was so good too i mean in their hair and the outfit okay we need to kill it cecily cecily and i feel like they kind of like pushed her to the back a little bit last season yeah she's out here like owning it again she's she has as much face time as kate now yeah and she's like, and she deserves it, and she deserves it. She's yeah. on oh, fire. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and once again, Kate nailing the character a hundred percent. But it was like they didn't really do a lot with her in the sketch. She didn't get to. I mean, if you haven't watched British Bake Off, then you don't know who this woman is. They did an American version of British Bake Off where this woman came to judge the cakes, and she's very like she talks like this, and she's very proper, and she's like quiet, and she's well your sponge is just not she's, nice and bouncy it's just it's she, just she sounds like she could be on a british show on npr yeah exactly and and it's just funny to me like kate just came in with the subtlety the the wardrobe was perfect the wig was perfect so if for people who haven't seen british bake off they're like who is this lady like what's the point so they didn't they didn't but make I, her a character. You know what I mean? Like, they could have gone off on that, but they didn't. Um. Also, I, and we're going to talk about this again, and I'm going to keep hammering this point home, the whole 10 to 1 sketch concept. Right. And this isn't technically 10 to 1, but close enough. I mean, close enough. It's well, the, the 10 to 1 to sketch, I will say, was out there, and we're going to get to that one next, but. Well, well, actually, no, never mind. This is uh, this I'm is the sorry. second to last. So the next this, sketch. No this, is, no, this is then. This is the 10 to 1 okay. sketch. Um, I feel like it would have been better if we did, if we switched this out, um, uh, we switched places with, um, the elegant evenings and the, uh, the, the first sketch, the escort sketch. Yeah. 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 Uh, with, with the great British bake off. I feel like I agree. That would this would have been because... a good first sketch cause it would have just and... brought it in. Well, and then the energy the wacky like and the breaking and everything that energy would have really been there with the elegant evening sketch yeah and the breaking would have been more extreme and more funny and it's like think about it 10 to 1 seeing somebody hold up their stewie cosplay outfit (laughs) that would have been i agree i agree it would have been much better placement but guys yeah yeah I, i guess i guess my issue isn't so much with the episode as a placement of some of the sketches See what I, I said. The, you, you I mean the, ener- the energy. Okay, I didn't say it. <laughs> I like it a little better. Okay, do I? Uh, I, I, I owe you two point five cents. Two point okay? five. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Because uh, that's about how much we make here at uh, Talk Amongst <laughs> Ourselves. <laughs> okay, the last sketch, this hamster sketch. I I have mixed feelings about it. I love the costumes. I love that they're carrying around the water bottle. Uh you know martini you okay she's your your head shaking you're giving me a no i thought this was funny i didn't understand why beck bennett was the only one who didn't have the teeth in maybe his teeth fell off or they wouldn't stick on his mouth or something but i thought his character was great kate mckinnon this was this how they did this sketch the kate mckinnon and beck characters this is how people should have been talking last week in the world war ii sketch Right. With, that's it's, that's it's, this should okay. have been the tonality. Uh, this should okay. have been the tonality. I will say I will say it's better than the World War Two. Thank sketch. you. But it again, as as a former teacher, 
Um, I'll say recently the last sketches of the evening have been reminding me of when you give kids a five paragraph essay to write and you can tell toward the end they're just trying to finish it <laughs> yeah and so they're writing nonsense this is when the handwriting gets real sloppy and it's in well no not in well no you have to well even when you have to top uh, type it now it it it's just whatever to get it done and that's what i feel like the past at least the past two episodes the sketches have been are just well, whatever I, was, I, I agree but i thought honestly this is a hundred times better than that world well, war ii piece of crap but i feel like they've been killing it on so many different levels that they should and the sheer volume of sketches that they have to narrow down right to make the cut for the show i can't believe this is the best they have maybe it's a time constraint i know i do know that they switch things out last minute for a dress rehearsal because of like, maybe it doesn't work with timing or anything. Um, I mean, if we got some of these this, this week, if some of them were less than stellar because they needed to get Bruno Mars a little bit more time, I'm okay with that. Right. Um, I like, I'm not going to say I didn't hate this sketch. I thought it had funny elements. I liked that somehow this kid was seeing this little hamster soap opera play out in the little hamster cage and that they were having this whole discussion about the terrible food that Kate McKinnon's character was making. I just thought this was like okay. a throwback to like the TCM sketch that they did. You know, I mean, that was the yeah, terrible World yeah, War II that thing. Was good. But that was it just, good. I thought it, it was a mixed bag for me. It was, it was not even. It was not an even sketch. It was too like disjointed to to really work. I mean, and the whole thing. I'm sorry, but like you know, hamsters do eat their babies' kids, so. Well, this is yeah, why you no, don't want to have a I hamster. Mean, it's that, brutal. That was, that, I know brutal. That. Um, part of it is I, I felt like they weren't confident about the sketch. I feel like they were almost kind of apologizing through their performance. Like, sorry, <laughs> but not that, no, not even not even like a sassy gilly. Sorry, like uh, I know, I know, guys. I know you'll think we can do better, and we will. But like, <laughs> no, okay. If, you gotta sell it. You gotta just lean into the material and sell oh, it. I thought I think Kate McKinnon I, was leaning full well, tilt into the well, material. Kate, yeah, Kate, of course. But I'm talking about the, everybody else. Like, no, if you're not sure about something, don't let it show. Okay. And I feel like that sh- that was evident. That energy was evident on mm-hmm. screen with some of them. Okay. And um, what did you want to say about the good nights? What happened there? What was happening? After she said goodnight, there was a moment where she and Leslie and, you know, they were clapping and stuff. Yeah. And she and she and she was just this wonderful, the greatest week of my life. And I mean that. And then she turned around after, like, you know, the music started playing and clapping. She turned around and there was a moment where she and Leslie, like, looked at each other. And her back was mostly uh, Emily's back was mostly to the camera They're, like they looked at each other and Leslie's face all of a sudden got extremely sympathetic and she mouth she said something to her. <laughs> I analyzed it and tried to figure out I'm not a lip lip reader. Right. Um, and then they hugged and it almost seemed like Emily was upset about something like mm-hmm. I don't know if she didn't think she did well or what but it was almost like I, I mean I, immediately like my I, and I was exhausted by that. Well, yeah, and Kate, and she was hugging Kate for a long time. Like, Kate was also talking to her 
a bit, mm-hmm. I noticed that, and so I, I don't. Think... I feel. I feel like she didn't think she brought it enough. Which no. Emily, you did. You did. Okay. She, oh, girl, you you brung it. It was brought. Yes. Okay. Maybe the material didn't land where it needed to, but that's not your fault. You were there. You you carried that material and threw it out there. That's all you can do. Yeah, I think I think she did a great job. I uh, obviously between the two of us, I liked this episode far more than you did. And again, maybe my bar has be, like been raised. See, we have to. Long. You have to. We have to look at every episode as its own entity. We cannot compare it to the episode before because it's not going to be the episode before. And we can't maybe compare the to... rest of the episode to the cold opens that they're going to do right now because the cold opens are a, a. It's a comedy goldmine right now for them with these debates. There's another one coming up on Wednesday. You know they're going to do that next week. So it's it's just. The cold opens right now should be like their own show. Do you know what I mean? But, but they're in the stratosphere. About, I'm not even talking about the cold opens. I'm talking about maybe it's because the the like pacing and energy felt so uneven. A little bit in this one, but I mean, come on, they brung it with Melania Aid. They, I mean, overall, overall, we had two great uh, weekend update characters show up this week, which was better than the other weekend updates. That was like the best weekend update characters. I'm gonna say that. Anytime I can hear a joke about Billy Bush, it's a good day. Thank so. you. And the chonk. <laughs> you know, the digital shorts were good. Yeah, they had talk a among, lot. Talk amongst yourselves. Our talk amongst ourselves is sponsored by chonk. Chonk. <laughs> I think I'll do that in the social media. I'll be like. <laughs> episode episode four sponsored by chalk 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 so, but um again uh and another and the musical is, guest was great this is i'm gonna uh, be honest i did not that, fast forward through you bruno i watched the whole thing uh-uh. i'll watch it over and over uh-uh. and over and over again i loved it i, I love hate, you i love uh, it yeah. so you know overall snl you're still bringing it but once again as in true snl style some sketches are like eh. And some I feel were really like good. they're also, I feel like maybe they're saving up some stuff for Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks with musical guest Lady Gaga. I um, am so stoked. Did you know, I saw this whole thing because they're, you know, they're advertising Lady Gaga. She's advertising her new album. But she did a dive bar tour where she just popped in to like total unknown bar. I was like, if I yeah, had known this woman was just people- popping in places, I would have been stalking her Instagram to find out where she was going. Like, people were annoyed, though, because it made their dive bars, like, once people caught on, it made their right. dive bars, like... But okay, I, I Tom, will say this Tom. about Lady Gaga. She can sing. I have seen her live. She can bring it. I'm excited. Anyway, Tom Hanks. Um, it's the first time he's hosted in 10 years. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't um, know it's been that long. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because he, he walks on and makes appearances. Yeah. Remember... Remember, he was himself in that Celebrity Jeopardy sketch. Yes. Um, I believe that this will be his ninth time. Ninth time. Okay. Yeah, I knew I knew he was coming up on 10 because they did that whole sketch. Um, it was like an opening thing where they welcomed, uh, I forget who they were welcoming into the Five Timers Club. And that Chevy. Was back in 1990. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a long time. Wait, no. Was that? No. I, let me double check. The because copyright. that's 20 years ago. Yeah, no. Oh, he hosted. He had to have hosted like once a year from yeah. 1985 on. Then, yeah, he did. He had all those great movies. Then, I mean, you know, he was and not that he's not doing great stuff now, but he had like you know, 
an epic run for a while in movies. So I'm excited for next week. I think there's going to be really good stuff with Tom Hanks. Consider what we know about Tom Hanks now that we did 10 years ago. He's awesome awesome at social media. Yeah. He randomly likes to record funny videos and loves loves photobombing sleeping people. And taking weird pictures of like things he finds on the street. Did you see the thing where he's jogging through Central Park? And yes. This, the and married he... couple was taking their pictures, and he stops and comes around. And he's like, "I I got to get a picture with you guys because this is too fabulous." Like he just starts talking, and they invite him to the reception. He's like, "Oh no, I got a thing, but thank you. You know, like that's very generous. I don't think you okay. want me to come." <laughs> oh my god, opinion. I think he could play Joe Biden. Yes, I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I mean, his, I don't know if anybody's ever going to beat Jason Sudeikis's Joe Biden. Yes. Which I love. Yes. Oh, come on. I love his Well, Joe no. Uh, have you, did you see his interview about meeting Biden and about how, like, Biden hadn't decided to run yet? And he was like, well, kind of don't know if I should leave SNL yet. <laughs> I don't know. And he goes, oh, yeah, I guess uh, your career kind of depends on me. <laughs> Oh, Uncle Joe, we love you. Uh, All right, well, we got T-minus, like, four weeks till the election uh, happens. So let's just all shake it out. We're going to get there. Take a shot, shake it out, whatever. We're going to be all right. America, we're going to be all right. All right, well, that's it for today's show, kids. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Yeah, thank you for coming along for this ride. We've been hearing from a lot of you. Uh, great feedback both on the audio and video aspects we're really excited we've got a lot of great things coming and we can't please please uh we are on twitter at capital t-a-o underscore podcast and uh also nora and i are individually on uh twitter uh just just search our names you'll find us us. (laughs) we're there yeah, and you can listen to us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and at OneGirlRevolution.net. Yes, check us out. And, of course, on our YouTube channel, Talk Amongst Ourselves. So please uh, check us out everywhere. Share share us. Share us with your friends. Show them yeah, the and, and Sharing is caring. Also, if there's anything, especially TVs-wise, uh, you think we should be talking about, uh, let us know. Um we Nora finally saw Westworld. <laughs> we will be talking Westworld, everyone. We will uh, be we might, yeah, I think I think we might be doing like a shorter, shortened special edition episode about Westworld because yes. oh my god, it's so awesome. Yeah, we're yeah. I brought you some hoagies. Yeah. Oh, and also <laughs> concerning um, uh, insecure as well. You yes. should raise it secure. Yes. So yes. So stay tuned. We'll probably have special edition episodes of those out as well. So, all right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.